0: You. Block Talk Radio. You. You. Dre. Yo, Dre. You hear me? Yo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Right. I. Yeah. I had all to right. mute you and then put you back live. I don't know what the fuck I did. <laughs> All right. Watch it. Right. You good? Nah. Oh, right, hold on, man. Well, I well. Hold up. Hold up. You not on yet? No. He uh, it's just me and you. I don't know. I don't know. you going to All right. You're right, right. talking, um, NBA. All right, Solomon. Old man, I got a lot of someone that shit clearly, um, And appreciation we doing is your own TV raps. And raps give the best, you know, appreciation for those video shows back in the day. That's it. You remember Hits from the Street? (laughs) What? Yo, Hits from the Street was about a shit, nigga. Yo, that nigga was a clown. Son. Come on, man. I mean. (laughs) I love Hits from the Street, man. For real. I, miss it. I miss all them shit, dog. Yeah, for real. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Why well, ain't on yet? We still again, nah. man. the right, I'm about to music. All right. all right. PSA, motherfucking hip-hop, man. Watson, what's good, man? Hello. How are you doing? Fuck out here with your whack-ass introductory, man. What's up, nigga? Let's get right into the shits, man. NBA, man. It's been lit, Watson. It's been lit. The trade talks, all this shit. We're going to get into that in a minute. But for some reason, you said you want to harp on OKC to set the show up, sir. Guys, OKC is on a seven-game win streak, and I know that one of your least favorite players in the NBA, Russell Westbrook, uh, had another triple-double. And, you know, you are very strong in your opinion that he is a bad decision-maker. He doesn't make smart decisions. Uh, And... No, saying, no, see, see? I was, no, no, I was letting you get your balls off. I don't like and do that. Make sure you say the whole fucking and, story. When do I say Rush makes bad decisions? Period. No, 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 you're lying. I said Russ makes bad decisions when the score is 99-99 with a minute left. That's when he makes bad decisions right there. Go ahead, though. Clean that up right quick. Well, for your part of the woods, where you live? I don't front for these Miami teams. In Miami, OKC was there. Russell Westbrook had a triple double, and PG13 hit ten three pointers. Tyler, Tyler Johnson couldn't guard him. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tyler Johnson. This thing is Tyler Johnson. Fuck out of here. So OKC seven games. In a row, it needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be respected. They're playing in the Western Conference. They're on a road trip running through the Miami Heat. That must be acknowledged and appreciated. Where do you have Paul George in your ranking for MVP right now, votes? Top three, top four. Top three, top four. Can you give us the names? I know Harden is number number one on the list, correct? Harden, Greek, Greek Freak, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. You, so you got Paul George over Kawhi? No, those are those are my top MVP candidates. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're balling right now. I don't, I don't even think the Wesley conference is that. I mean. I don't think it's that crazy. Crazy after Golden State is like in Denver. Who else? I don't believe in the Rockets. What else? And you don't Portland? believe in OKC. No. And you don't believe in Portland. And you don't believe in San Antonio. I don't believe in the Spurs at all. Hell no. I leave. I believe OKC a little bit. I don't believe in, in the Spurs at all. No. Do you Sorry. believe in the number one team? In the in the West, because I go. What I'm fucking saying? Today. I'm not even talking about, them niggas, <laughs> about the niggas, man. I'm talking about the Denver. The Denver, they're the number one team. Oh. oh, the Nuggets. Pardon me. Um, do I believe in the Nuggets? Um, then but I just don't for some odd reason, man. I just don't. Well, well, Let me ask you this: If OKC and Denver play games? right now, who would you have I mean, Who would you have winning right now? OKC and Denver. Uh, Denver. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You went that way. what else on the docket for the NBA talk what else you got going on that you want to get off your chest before we talk some real shit Uh, I want to talk about all these trade scenarios that Magic Johnson is throwing at the New Orleans Pelicans to try to get Anthony Davis Uh, when I'm reading my guy Shams my insider guy, (laughs) my go-to insider guy Sam, Sam, hold up why is Sham your go-to guy over Woj? that don't even make no sense Wolves is commercial mainstream stuff. <laughs> I go to Sham when I get insider stuff. Sham, Sham getting he, shit from Woe's. What the fuck are he talking about? Everybody, Woe's so, is a god, my nigga. What are you talking about? I, yo, I, I listen. Sham is my go-to guy, man. Sham so, over Woe's? scared yeah, though, man. All right, that's a different story, but guys. So the thing wow. that is uh, the thing that's really Sham, uh, incredible is that Magic Johnson is offering the entire team. Every single player, he's trying every package. He's trying to give up draft picks. And I've never seen in my life for one player, and let me be clear, Anthony Davis is not the greatest player to ever be traded in NBA history. Do you agree with me? Of course I agree with you. Okay. So... Saying that, I've never seen a president or general manager willing to trade an entire roster for one person, an entire roster. It's its its blowing my mind to the point that I don't see why New Orleans won't take the trade. Magic offered up everything, anything New Orleans wants, any package, any players, the number of draft picks, he put it on the table for them. According to my man, Sham the God, that uh, New Orleans is not taking the bait. Well, my nigga, there, there, is is discussions. What there is discussions about teams and other managers, I don't know if it's owners or general managers, that are going to um, New Orleans or some old, like, yo, don't cave in to what the Lakers want to do. We've seen Pop, Ship, Kawhi across the border, my nigga. You feel me? Um, you do make sense, though. I mean, I think this is the best deal that the Pelicans will probably get from any other team unless they – I mean, Anthony Davis and his Pops, all of us of his Pops want to get involved that they don't want him going to Boston at all because of Isaiah Thomas, I think that's a weak-ass excuse. But, guys, that's a weak excuse. What I think it's bothering so many people around the NBA is watching NBA media basically cheerlead and everyone act like they're Rich Paul. From Stephen A. Smith who said he's praying that Anthony Davis gets traded to the Lakers. What would make Mean uh, NBA media guys, why is Anthony Davis going to the Lakers? Why does that mean so much to them? Do they not because want? Because the Harry Lakers are a story franchise. So then why not say why not want him to go to the Knicks? The Knicks are a story franchise. We're not a story franchise like the Lakers though. Damn banner. Okay. How does it improve the Lakers by trading away the entire roster and only having Anthony Davis and LeBron James? That's only two superstars. How does that improve are you the saying, Are you saying before else? the trade? What well, are you saying is before the, tra- the trade? Because it depends on what you're saying, Watson. Are you saying for the trade deadline or are you saying after the season? I'm saying deadline. They're trying to get um, the trade done before the deadline. To get higher ranking in the in the in the seedings, I, I would think. You Anthony Davis for the, high the highest seedings. So, so you're Compared saying, to what they have now. So you're saying Anthony Davis and LeBron without the entire roster they would be a better team than they are now. Well Lance Stevens and Rondo, who else you have over there? Mm. And really really you separate you really um I can't judge that deal until next year what magic does if he gets Anthony Davis, the surrounding pieces with him and LeBron. You feel me? And I think having Rich Paul as his agent doesn't help the matters also. It looks for other teams it looks like this is all premeditated. Let's say he had David Falk as his as his agent. Would niggas be going crazy like this? Who's that? Who's David Falk? Old, um agent back in the day for um AI and all that. Who's that? David Falk agent, his agent. Oh, you mean Michael Jordan's agent, Patrick Ewan's agent, that guy? Yes.
1: Yeah, that that
0: guy? guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know I know who he is, man. Stop playing with me, man. That's not the point, man. You know <laughs> <in here>. The <laughs> point I fucking making <laughs> is this. Do you agree though know, if Rich Wall was not the agent, nigga would not be acting like this? It's because of the rich no, ball and his connection with LeBron. What they think is the NBA fined them 50000 because they basically felt this was collusion. They felt that this was these two guys were cooking up something to get him over to play with LeBron. And the M- nigga, NBA, is not surprise. LeBron, LeBron was cooking up with Chris Washington and Wade in the Olympics to fucking join Miami. So, niggas on the low, it's a different NBA, man. Niggas be talking, texting, group chatting and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Something else happened in the NBA, and, and, and I desperately need your opinion on it. The Golden State Warriors had an 11-game win streak, oh, and it right. came to an end when they went into the city of brotherly love. No, the brotherly love came to their city. is was yeah. Oracle. Yeah. When the city of brotherly love came to Oracle. And the question I ask to you is, Whose team is it in Philadelphia? i okay. <laughs> Here we go, man. You tell me whose team it is, nigga. How about that? You tell me. It is Joel Embiid's team. Okay. And now we know why Joel Embiid said, "I am not happy with less touches." Joel Embiid, like you I have to saying. that was a while ago. That was a we were talking Embiid, about that weeks ago, my nigga. Not Joel, 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 Joel. weeks ago. Joel Embiid, Joel like I said, is a modern-day Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, boy. And you're seeing it. There is no old boy to it. He's a dominant center. The same way Hakeem was a dominant center. With injuries. Make sure you say that with a bad back. With a very bad back. First it was the feet. Now it's the back. Right. that's Well, with that we bad back, that. he put up a 50-20 piece. On Boogie Cousins, but yeah, I was. will say that game may be hard to judge because your favorite, aka best player in the NBA after LeBron, Clay Thompson, didn't play in the game. So okay, there you go. Do you resign Jimmy Smith? Jimmy Clay. Jimmy Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Butler? Do you resign Jimmy Butler for the Supermax? You kind of have to, all right. Because Ben Simmons is a point guard. I got to go look at Embiid's M- injuries. Jimmy Butler does play good defense. You kind of need to, don't you? He's already there, right? I mean, and you know I, what? You, know, you, you know, know what, though? It depends how far they get in the playoffs. Can, can, that, can, we, can we go there? Let's see if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. Yeah. Would you agree with that? So you're willing to give contracts based on a playoff series? No, a production in the playoff series. Make sure you leave that part. You need that part. Isaiah Thomas was a super bum who had a great playoff series with the Seattle Supersonics. a five, for seven foot player to a two way player and like it, Jimmy Butler. We're not doing that, are we? Okay. overpaid for him to play for Nick. Do you remember that? I'm not comparing Jimmy Butler who's a two-way player to little Isaiah Thomas who can't even jump over no, a fucking fire. There's no such thing. Stop saying two-way player. Stop saying two-way player. Yeah, two-way player plays defense. League. Yes. That's not made up of nothing, that's nigga. That's, that's not made up of NBA nothing. No, they don't. Everybody and some niggas stand NBA. out better. Some niggas stand up. No, first of all, not everybody in the NBA plays defense. Let's everybody in the NBA plays defense. No, they everybody don't. In the NBA no, they don't. Defense. No, they don't. They cut through screens. And, uh, no, they don't play defense, man. No, they don't. Yeah, don't. The myth of a two-way player. You don't have to. You don't have to say that. Oh. Okay, um, nigga, two-way fucking player. Talking about. Do you give? Do you give Clay the supermax? Is it Golden State? Yes. Of course. You wouldn't. So mean, yes, guess. You would. Of course, you would. So, you, 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 you can only give the supermax. You can give the supermax. Like Bradley deal though, right? No, you you only can give the supermax to KD or Clay. Do you give it, Who do you give it to? You give it to KD. Over Clay, yeah. Okay. I don't want them to. So how, wait a any minute. Credibility. How, how, wait a minute. How does this work then? If they try to sign Clay and KD over State and Draymond, the only reason why it's been working is because KD has accepted less pay. People are now realizing that every year KD has played for Golden State, he has accepted way below his average. That's why it's been working. That is why he said, I want to get paid now. You can't be trying to to figure out how it works because because KD is taking less money. So while KD takes these $27 million a year, People like Michael Connolly make more than him. And people like Chris, bad, injury-prone Paul, are making $40 on, boy. Million. Oh, so Chris Paul should be making more than KD. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> i will not say that at all. Should yeah, he? No, no. no, of course not. Should- not now. Oh, okay. Not now. What would you do? They really, really need to win this third champ, this championship, because they're gonna. They, they, it's gonna be very difficult to keep the same team that they have right now. It's just impossible because you got too many top tier players who are not getting top tier money. You have one oh, supermax player. You only have one supermax player that's being paid, paid, and that's Chef Curry with the shot. Oh, Everybody else wants that same contract or close to it. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, what do you think about Chris Stapp's Porzingis getting traded to Dallas with my young boy, Luca? Uh I think Mark Cuban is very happy. His dream of having a European <laughs> white team is coming to fruition. He loved having Dirk Nowitzki being the face of his franchise, a white <laughs> European player. And now he has Luka. Now he has Luka, another white player. And a couple of weeks That's ago, he That's said NBA niggas. players will be so much better if they played if they grew up playing basketball like Luca Brazi did in Slovenia. So I think for Mark Cuban and Dallas, this trade means everything. It keeps the face of the franchise white. It keeps his fan base. <laughs> got a lot. Okay. At, it keeps it keeps his fan base looking relatable. So the white Dallas Cowboy, the white Dallas Maverick the Donald Trump supporters that they are can relate to looking at white Man, players. What says, is for Mark, you know what Cuban, for Mark Cuban, it means NBA is about business. NBA is about a business. The business is we have white players who are stars, whom our, who our people who pay for the tickets can identify with. So Mark Cuban is the happiest he's ever been in his life. He's never been this happy. What about the trade now? Now, let me give you from the next side. Thanks. Frank Isola and Max Kellerman are full of shit. They're crying because they love Porzingis, and they miss Porzingis, and they want Porzingis to be there. Porzingis is full of shit. The Knicks did the greatest thing was to get rid of that motherfucking loser. but we you lose out of losing? Now, come on. That's kind of harsh loser. He's never been on the Knicks while they were a winner. Well, we never... Well, well him and Melo was the guy. I mean, come on. I didn't... You know, come on. You, know, you don't win with Carmelo Anthony. You know what I'm saying? So, you know that go? You know? Um, what do you think about Kyrie Irving coming to New York? And KD. That seems to be the talk. I think it's not going to happen. Why is it because not going to happen? I, because, because Frank Isola said so. That's the reason why you you are yep. so getting your information and your feelings off so, of Frank Isola? Frank Isola, yes. The Nick the Nick, N- insider, Nick fans Frank Frank don't need to listen to Frank Nigga, we don't even listen to Frank. Frank Isola. What are you talking about? We don't he listen to Bourbon. we don't ball. Berman. Ian Bailey's is, is official. Al, nigga, we listen to Alan Hahn and Ian Bailey. The mother of the rest of them niggas is Foucazi, man. You know? And I don't want Boogie Cousins because for some odd reason you're trying to keep throwing Boogie Cousins in my face. The Knicks don't need to get Boogie Cousins. We good, At all. I don't want Boogie I don't want Boogie on my team at all. And I am not taking no shots at Boogie, but I just don't want them, want them on the Knicks. You saw even one and KD. One of the things that's happening in the the Eastern Conference is the Indiana Pacers are gonna basically gonna die a slow death without Oladipo. They're on a four game losing streak and it's only gonna get worse. So that's gonna help other teams. But so far it looks like Milwaukee and Toronto are gonna be one and two, and good for them. I just want the Knicks to mix lose games the way they are. I'm just mad that this is the first year they're implementing some bullshit that just because you have the worst record in the NBA, it's not automatic that you're going to get the first pick in the lottery. So that's my concern. All I care about is the Wait, Knicks getting the first pick. Let me finish these bars off, Knicks bars off, nigga. I want the Knicks to get the first motherfucking pick. We get Zion Williamson, bring Kyrie and KD and we on and pop it with Kevin Knox, ain't nobody fucking with us. We get that squad, everybody's in trouble. You do know that, right? Do you, So what's the new oh. NBA rules now? The worst team is guaranteed the number one pick? The worst team in NBA is not guaranteed number one pick. So it's going like like to be between New York, Cleveland, and Chicago. And Atlanta. And Atlanta. So, those are the four. Wow. My God, if you get number four, oh, man. My negative. Don't bring your negative salt over here, man. Keep that shit over there, fam. You don't want that shit over here at all. I'm good. Um, Kyrie, man. What do you think about Kyrie, man? A lot of conversations that he might not be happy in Boston. I saw an interview yesterday when he asked him about, you know, is he planning on resigning with Boston? He said, asked me, ask me again in July but I was kind of telling. What's your take on that? And he said, and he said I don't owe nobody's shit. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that he said that. You and everybody else like to love remind right. him how far they got in the playoffs without him. Y'all like yeah. to remind everybody. I love everyone. Kyrie. But it's so guess what? Y'all can do that again and he'll be playing somewhere else. Right, and I'm cool with that as long as it's New York and not L.A. I'm good. But well, then again, I don't listen, I'm going to say this, man. I want Kyrie. With well, Knicks fans, they're, they're watching. Do you think it makes more sense to get Kemba Walker because he's less injury-prone than Kyrie just because injury injury-prone shit? The only way that would work is if you got KD. You can't get Kemba and KD? Guys without KD. You got to have KD. And well, I low key thinking Nixon, Caperell, I think the mix of Tappering on the low anyway. about Frank, Frank Isola, Isola, man, because Frank Gasola was talking to Mike Golick on ESPN. <laughs> Mike Golick, yeah, 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 man. While you're watching Mike Golick and and trade trade Tariq or Burke or whatever, they trade with the Wingo and, and Mike Jr. I think I'm watching um fucking first things first with fucking Nick Wright and fucking. CC and shit. You can't watch them because you won't get anything other than people with pom poms on for LeBron. So watching them, you'll get, you'll learn nothing. I about watch that. them over. do about NBA, man. Fuck out of here. But that's why he brought on Frank Isola. Yeah. And Frank Isola says he does not think Kevin Durant is going to leave. Well, a, a lot those of people think it differently. So you know, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Um, LeBron is back, man. What do you think, man. LBJ's back. Almost had a triple double on his return. LeBron James almost had a triple double, and Russell Westbrook is averaging a triple double and has had four triple doubles in a row. Not, my question to you yet? is
1: why is, is Russell Westbrook?
0: Is, my question to you is if triple doubles are so goddamn easy. How come Russell Westbrook is the only player in the NBA getting them? How do you go from I, – I, I noticed you do that, and I learned it so good. How do you go from me asking that question about LeBron to Russell? How does that work? Because you try to make an issue and highlight the fact that LeBron – Yeah, at the 17 games, all, right. At the 17 games of the NBA like action, the man came back and almost had a triple-double after missing 17 games. Yeah, Russell right. Westbrook averages a triple-double. Right, and LeBron James is 34 years old. If Russell Westbrook, Westbrook is still Westbrook. averaging a triple-double at 34, shout-out to him. Will, if Russell Westbrook is still good as LeBron James at 34, let me know. No, I don't have to let you know. Russell Westbrook is doing something that me and you will never see ever again in the history of the game.
1: And, well, and Paul he's, and he's, team. he's
0: Let's be clear on that. Russell is sitting shotgun right now. We do know that, right? The same way he was sitting shotgun when he played with Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant had four scoring titles. Russell was yeah, definitely been a sitting team. Russell, a, a Russell lot of people are sitting shotgun, though. Russell Westbrook has always been a team first player. He is really? okay. so far the best player on that team. The gap is wider than the Grand Canyon. I don't have a more, I don't think he's. I, I don't think he's having a greater year than Paul George. If I'm doing rankings of 2018, 2019 season, I don't have Russell Westbrook over Paul so Russell, George. If Russell Westbrook says, I'm going to take all the shots, then, then, then uh, Paul George doesn't – Then they're to doomed. Him. Then they're doomed. That's right. That's so, Paul, so, so Russell Westbrook is playing brilliant basketball, and you need to pay homage to that and respect it. I like Russ. I don't, I don't have nothing more calls on Russ at all. Don't, don't make it sound like that um Kawana stays in Toronto you think or what I think he will stay in Toronto I think Toronto is bending over backwards pause and letting him do whatever he wants They better hold you in If he walks out play that play door plays, if he play, walks out that door without them getting nothing my nigga That's the risk you that's the risk they took when they traded him yeah, I believe he's sure. gonna stay. I hope you're right. Um, last question about the Pelicans, though. Um, if are the Pelicans, though, you got you got, at some time you got to make this call, though, right? You got to make this pull with the, all this shit the Lakers are offering you, right? They're under intense pressure to not take the trade before the deadline, but if they take the wait and see approach, they are not gonna get. Anywhere close to what the Lakers are giving them, and Anthony Davis is making it very clear: I'm not signing. Anthony Davis is telling everybody in the NBA: I'm not going to be signed with any team I go to. He has the leverage, so New Orleans, like, what are y'all gonna do? Yo, like, man. y'all are getting great returns. Y'all are going y'all it's losing big. the old, y'all losing y'all losing a decent player. And uh, y'all are getting back great bodies that y'all can do Listen, a man with. It's been rough for New Orleans, man. They had a deal with Lil Wayne's Carter Five album. The Saints got jerked in the playoffs. and are not AD about to bounce. It's been rough, my nigga. They've had to do all three of them shits right there, man. I want AD to go to LA, though. I ain't gonna lie to go. I do. I yeah. want to see him on LeBron. I want to see him on LeBron. I think that'd be dope. LeBron, and LeBron I think LeBron, LeBron is willing LeBron. to play second fiddle. I think LeBron is willing to let AD run the team. He's just going to set shit up and play second fiddle. He'll let everything so go I to AD first. Wrong. AD will not run the team. LeBron will run the team. He'll let AD get more shots off and all that. Okay. And, that's what, and his ego will not be in the way. That is, is that is what Russell Westbrook is doing. And that is what Russell Westbrook is doing. He's finally learning that. He's finally learning that, in my opinion. All right, that's what it is, my NBA talk, my guy. Let's talk some battle rap, my guy. One of your favorite battle bachelors? Can I say of all time? Am I right when when I say this of all time? Am I? Yeah, he's one of my favorite battle rappers of all time. Absolutely. God bless you, nigga. Iron Solomon versus Old Red. Transformer. And real quick, why is Old Red one of your favorites of all time? If you mind me asking. Can you let me in the comment, boys? Know why? Because he's better than everybody you and the comment boys like and listen to. He that raps no better, he's more li- He raps better. He's more lyrical. He has the greatest sports metaphors in the history of battle rap.
1: And he's, better than and he's
0: consistent. And he's consistent. Everybody y'all listen to and love. That doesn't make no fucking sense. You're like, oh, b i winning all his battles. What the fuck are you talking about? I know he beat Romniti. He's a hero to y'all. Rumney is a he hero be... to y'all. He beat Romniti four the... years and ago. can died. Four years ago. And if they had a rematch right now, Rumney would beat the dog shit on Oleg right now, nigga. Right he's fucking now. Walk... Rumney's wait wait better a minute. than Oleg right now, my nigga. Run We're not going, going to be that. Right now, right now he is. a year, a year ago. So what are you talking about? No, he wasn't. He was champion of the year in two thousand seven. Oh, yeah. you already talking about already. part of me, already you're yeah. right. Which So how so how did have my vote by anybody you He did like? not have my vote. I could tell you that. But guess what? He got it though. He got it though. Yeah. I never Red I Trans- never looked at old. I never looked at Old Red, 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 as Red as one of those niggas. I'm gonna keep it real. Old Red you Transformer. Look, you look at O Red's career, who can I who can I say like an NBA career like? Just it's like I don't even know, man. I just don't think his career in battle rap has been all that great. Is Ored a first-time Hall of Famer in battle rap? Ored is a first battle Hall of Famer. First battle Hall of Famer. I don't know. I don't know, my nigga. I don't don't know know these first ballads, Yo, yo, yo. Tell everybody how you feel about Ored. You don't fuck with Ored like that. You just need (laughs) to say it. You (laughs) put his ass to beat him. Remember that? And it's debatable. You it wasn't clear. Already, you Ab to beat him, and I clear. spammed your Twitter feed all week. Remember that? I spammed you nonstop when you picked him. When you picked after beat O'Red, because I knew you were bugging. Get into this, man. Small room battle. I ain't Solomon. I O'Red. O'Red sets it off round one. Watson talks about he only took this battle because. Beasley told them Iron Solomon was hot. That made no sense to me at all. Iron Solomon's career, O'Red's career. Is it safe to say you'd rather have Iron Solomon's career than Ored's? Well, no, I'd rather have O'Red's career. Really? Absolutely. You think O'Red had better moments in Battle Rap than Iron Solomon? Yes. I totally disagree with that. I'm gonna keep it on. I totally disagree with that. But all right. Um, the Duke Zion line. There goes your sports references. You love so much. The Duke Zion line was dope. Obviously, already infamous with the basketball bars and sports bars. Really, to be goat, honest, because goat, this is not goat, talking. Goat, 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 goat. Go sports metaphors. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the Costa Zoo Jute Drop line was dope. Oh, God, wasn't that, that was dope? dope? That was dope. That was the His Jew flips were top tier A one lyricism. I thought his ass I thought his did a better job than O Red if you want to go there when they battle. That's just me though. I think his ass did a way better job when he was attacking a Jew angle compared to old Red though. Um when shit get intense, you would not be a happy camper. When shit get intense, get it intense, you'd be a, not a happy camper, okay? Um, is vision blurred, brain matter, roll off a Jew tongue like a Yiddish word? I did oh, like that. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Mm. right over there, son? Please. No, um, no, I'm not all right. I'm not all right. Because over at first, I had to jazz face the entire over at first room. The gas face? Jazz face! Peters, two black ninas, hooray Solomon, King David, Bathsheba. I thought niggas I thought some of this material like shotgun sugar and the Jersey twerk over there, sidelines. They were gassing up some of them bars, man. Keep it tall, my nigga. I did not like the way twerk and it's Jersey though, but that's what they shotgun sugar. But see, this is the this is the modern era of battle rap that I don't like. They would just they were just going to him and then over and then shotgun sugar kept a mean mug ice grill the entire time that i um, Solomon rapped. And it's like mm. the whole time I'm thinking, what kind of, what kind of hip-hop does o listen, does, does Shotgun Sugar listen to? So that, I don't know. <laughs> for some reason, that's the only thing I can think of because he just, he was so, he just, he wasn't showing no love to i to, 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 to Solomon's bars. um, The Juju sister line. With the Aaron with A Rod line, that was cool. A lot of sports references. Um, the Rock Kim pump up the volume line. Rock Kim pump up the volume. That was okay. So hey, let me, just let us No, my nigga, just you go Rock Kim the volume. Let, let, me say let me say this. Let me say this. What could, could you explain that bar to, to the battle rap community who listens to us? Rock well, I can, man. Pump up the volume. Yeah, ahead, pump up the volume. I can. You need man, to explain. Double entendre. Double entendre with a pump up the volume. Rock can. Allah seventeen, better man. Go ahead, man. But see, but see, you're saying it like it's common knowledge. Why would it be common knowledge from a song from 1987 when these guys have no idea what that reference was? Like, he said Rakim, so they all know that's the name. But then when he said pump up the volume, that was a great old red bar. There was zero reaction. That was not that zero great, man. You was know, was zero. Him and
1: pump up the
0: volume, microphone fiend. That's what there we're doing? Zero, there was zero reaction to it. It was a fantastic bar. The crowd did not get it. The only people fantastic. in the room that got that bar, the only people in the room that got that bar oh, was Smack. Smack White and Iron Solomon. That's it. <laughs> Nobody else got that bar. I got, all right. I got Ove's round. It was, it was, it was solid. What do you think about Ove's okay. first round? I loved Ove's okay. first round. I loved it. Okay, you loved it. All right. You loved it. All right. Um, round one, I am Solomon. Your voice crack. We don't know if you're a woman or you're a man. Call yourself the transformer. You sound like some former trans. Um, harped on Old reds choking in battles Old red you the worst Sue Surf the first now choking every other battle just how New Jersey twerk you clowns heard me how's anyone from your own town worthy if now Jersey is basically staying stay, staying for ending the round early that shit was dope as fuck I butchered that but it was dope choked more than African neck stretches that line was alright um the red Matador line was solid. With this being on smack with that belt on your arm attain, if you keep getting stuck in the same spot, it's all in vain. That was dope. The old the old flex was solid. I got oh, Iron Solomon taking round one, man. Talk to me now. I've already taken round one. I thought huh. Iron Solomon's I thought Iron Solomon's first round was dope as fuck. Uh but for me it comes down to preference. The aggression of more. Or preference? We have better bars. Way. No fucking preference? We have better bars, nigga. Uh, what, well, because it, you said a sports was, metaphor and a this line? This is top tier this is, this is, this is lyricism. This is top tier lyricism. No, it's not. O-Red's
1: so it first shot was not
0: top tier. So, O'Red first so shot wasn't down. his best fucking first, but it wasn't his best round. So, what are you talking about? So it comes down, down to preference. It comes down to preference. Ored with a clear 1 0 so far. That's not a clear 1 0, first of all. Clear one zero, oh. clear one zero. It's not clear. It's not clear. One oh. There's no way you can clear. Over oh. nah. up nope. one zero. Oh. Let's go. I totally disagree with that. Over On up two, one zero. Oh. Let's go. Iron Solomon up one zero, oh, man. On um, round two, Over said Iron Solomon. It is Jack Mad times for this battle. I don't know how true that is, and if and that's true. Why would I have found that big old red up for battle mad times? Of all people to hit up to battle mad times and old red talking about you like you're a stalker, you didn't find that weird? Or he just talking bullshit because of the battle? I don't mean, think he's talking bullshit in the battle. I can't see I have him really calling old red's jack mad times for a battle like he's, like he's thirsty. Can you really see I that? absolutely believe old red. Oh, oh, red was just champion of the year. Old red is in the high- O-Red is in high demand. Battle rappers are not ducking Red. him. Battle rappers high are demand. not trying to avoid him. Battle rappers are not lo- looking at Ored like he's young canon where they're thinking, well, it does nothing for my career if I battle him. O-Red gets absolutely top tier respect or respect him. I absolutely believe Ored, which is the beginning of a, second round body bag, so please finish with Ored's round, sir. Did you do a survey on all the battle rappers You just talked about that, respect them. Did you do some type of survey? I know it. Um, Just for meddling, bring the in, lift the in, aim at your melon, and push your melon for my melanin. That shit was all fire. That workplace shit that already was doing, Ored was doing. I was fucking with it. crazy, right? That wordplay was or crazy. system in that wordplay, yeah. right? Wasn't that crazy? It was not that crazy, three? I just said it was dope, my what, nigga. What you thought about his aggression and the way he was delivering it? I think already red is without aggression. I think he's one of them niggas that talks a lot of shit. Like, you know, when we used to be in high school and shit, and throughout the day, in the morning time, when you get to school at 7.30, niggas said it's on and popping at 3 o'clock at the bus stop, and he's talking mad shit throughout the whole day. And when it's time to fight, it, 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 it don't really be nothing like that. That's me Um Your fire matches is Nitty and JC. How are you acting cocky? You make your moves of battle rappers that I body bodied? was lie. Right. Um, the fuck Aaron line was solid. I thought Ored was it in the second round. I'm going to keep it tall because niggas think I don't fuck Ored. I thought Ored... Was snapping in this second round. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I I think that you have no choice but to give it up because the lyricism was so insane, so dope. My nigga, it but even with insane? the extreme hate of Ored, there was I don't hate O-red, not do. I don't hate O-red. You could do, but acknowledge his lyrical dominance in this second round. So you to, So you don't get any credit for acknowledging Super Fire.
1: You I just it said the nigga was
0: you. snapping in the second round. I just said he was snapping in the second gonna, round. I'm not going to give you credit for acknowledging that. You don't get credit. The That's f- like giving me here. credit, yo, it's, If it's 90 degrees outside, you're like, yo, it's hot outside. No shit, Sherlock. It's how great oh. that round was. This second round by Ored is why Ored is a goat to me. It's why I got yeah, Ored over, over everybody you like. Because uh, not me. I'll put it against anybody's round in history. I don't got Ored over B. Dot. I don't got Ored over Geechee. I don't got Ored over Nitty. I don't got Ored over uh, Surf. I don't got Ored over Shook. I don't got O-Red over Av. I don't got O-Red over J.C. And he might have some of them niggas. And I still don't have they ha they catalog. See, you might be the nigga, but that don't mean your catalog. Your catalog. Like, how many classics O-Red have, man? How many battles are niggas going back to? How many battles niggas go back to watch o Red? I'm curious to know. Oh, quiet, right? Okay, fine. Keep moving, of course, you're quiet. Um, We talk about I ain't losing to Mook. Um... These crackers always want the culture. I like this line though. These crackers always want the culture, but they never want the skin. I thought that was a fire line from O-Red. I'm going to keep it tall. Um, the Caribbean soaked the bitch line was cool. Um, accolades under the kicks here had Jordan 10. O-Red second round was, was better than his first round, man. Talk to me.
1: O-Red spit,
0: so, cl- spit a five-mic classic first round that will beat 100% of all Battle Rappers in Battle rap.
1: Well, like, actually it actually
0: was three and a half. Four. Three and a half. Three and a half. Mic, four. I don't think it was a five-mike. Three five and a half. Three and a half. Second round that will beat 100% of all Battle Rappers, no matter what they said in their second round. No matter what, what they said. What second you say. talking about? That second round of hits. What, what, are, you talk, what are you talking about, fam? Ovet second round was a classic and will be anybody's second round that you've heard about. second round wasn't even better than Danny Meyer's second round that we reviewed when he battled qualified. What are you talking about? Oh, whatever, man. Um, I am Solomon's second round, talking about Ored's teeth, a lot of teeth jokes. I ain't talking about piping down Ored's girl, I'm talking about O complaining about time limits in his battles. Um, the Bootamuk line was cool. Uh made fun of um, Ored's translation shit. I didn't like Iron too much in the second round. I'm gonna keep it tall, man. I felt like Iron was telling us about his life in New York City a couple times. I got Ored clearly taken round two, man. Talk to me, man. I agree clearly. with you. I agree with you. All right. Uh round three, Ored. When all talked about um I'll take Iron's fam to the ledge. And, and when Red said, you're from the freestyle era, right? Cool. you going off the top? I did like that. Uh, the clip longer than Ryan Leaf. Uh, it's clip longer than all this. Clip longer than this talk shit. I do uh, Turned Iron into Iron Sheep. Uh, the rabbi line was dope. The Simba line, the Simba Lies line was okay. So a lot of niggas gassing that in the building. Then he goes and this Bullshit Translation said then he took towards Madness, which I thought was not that great. Then this show was lifelike. I was trying to show Jersey love, I guess. Ripped off Iron's pocket, whatever. I thought Ole third round was okay, man. Talking to I thought Ole third round was amazing, and I thought it was fantastic. I thought what you did well, was listen, it's two totally different things, things, man. I thought the break, the break, and you just disservice, and you're not telling everybody what we saw. Based on what you just said, you would have thought, that o wasn't in <laughs> Iron Solomon's face being extremely aggressive. That's what he always you does. Wait, wait. You wouldn't have known that he pushed Ayn Solomon. When Ayn Solomon was trying to step up to him to be tough, when he pocket-checked him, he That doesn't mean nothing him. to the battle. That's nothing. That nothing no. no, no. To but do I'm with the highlighting. Bars. I'm highlighting how aggressive Ored was in o was. And, and after o pushed him. We did not even mean to do that. That was accidentally. Ored, that was accidentally, nigga. You think Ored oh, so purposely you know, did to do that? No. That was, that, was, that was inadvertently, man. After Ored shoved him, he kept reciting his bar. He never stopped reciting. So it built tension in the battle. And I like that tension by Ored when he was paying homage to Twerk, paying homage to Shotgun shows. And verbally, it wasn't all that great. It wasn't all that verbally, great. When I did. I did it. it wasn't all that great. was aggressive it. and his charge, Ryan Leaf, line with fire. A football It was okay. Wanna me, wrestling really wrestling want to say, acknowledge. Nitty acknowledge, even though niggas told me, even though niggas say said that before. even though niggas say ten four, even though niggas say ten four stolen ball that Rumbley took that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, round three, I ain't really had to change his pants. Do you have an extra pair of pants or jacket, whatever shit up do. I don't know, man. Um, the surf angle was dope. Uh, but I thought Iron Solomon came out swinging in the third round, man. The verb angle was dope. I just thought Iron was calling out other rappers, other battle rappers, instead of sticking to Old Red. I'm very big on, yeah, you can take time to address one nigga here and there, but just are other niggas. But then when he got back into o Red, um, the top of the iceberg line was cool. The Mount Rushmore talk was fire. Um, Known together with no Me, I did like that. Um, the subject matter talk line was fire. You go, know, O Red was giving it up to fucking Iron Solomon in this battle. I got Iron Solomon two one, man. Iron Solomon's third was great, but he got 30 by O Red. Nah, no, no and, did, my nigga, come on, knock and it the nothing. fuck off. So make your make your point. Yo, my my nigga, don't mine. come on the show just doing bullshit, yo, my, make my nigga. Make your point and I'll make yo, mine. You know, my nigga, make don't your, say you don't, make your point, no point and you I'll make mine. What point <laughs> make your point round, make your point about the battle and I'll make mine. Round one, I thought Iron Solomon got that fucking clear. Round two, I think already got that fucking clear and I got I edged fucking Iron Solomon in round three. I didn't think O Red said nothing crazy in that third round. Only round that's that that's you could talk about is that second round. I don't know how you get O red that first round. I think you're full of shit. I think you reach him because you like O Red and you you want some bullshit. I'm being real. Now, Ayn Solomon was great with his lyricism and his wordplay every round, and he got thirties. So wait a, a minute, you're big on lyricism, but you get old red a thirty?
1: Come yeah, on, man, that's, it, that's not Because, not
0: biased, because, because you going niggas think we just doing some bullshit. red, old red was equally as lyrical, with to me better haymakers. With what better. Haymakers? punchlines, better metaphors. You read them out already. You read them it all out. It it. Let me tell you something else. And once again, anytime people do comic book references, you never highlight them because you clearly don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they don't, don't talk about you comic on, book nerds. The Venom, You're a Mickey you Facts. You comic you book write, nerds. Mickey Facts. Everybody. It's like the whole goddamn Chilla Jones, Mickey Facts. It's like everybody as a comic book bar and you constantly never acknowledge them because you don't know what they're talking about there was a venom I don't care about carnage them. bar that was so fire but because you don't read comic books you had no idea because <laughs> you're just thinking you're like oh they're just laughing you know what i'm saying like so much shit go over your head that you do a disservice you want oh, if right. I saw the comic books right now i'll burn them shits over oh, at right, nigga we will be fighting for the rest of our we'll lives. I'll, I'll burn them, them shit my nigga. Shit. you fuck with my comic collection? I'm you and Mickey Sacks, nigga. I'll burn I'm both your niggas' fight. box of comic books. Yo, Yo. Fight, Yo. keep in <laughs> Yo. so, a co- wait, wait. You want to tell a comic boy the conventions you listen? Or you want to talk about that? I I, I'm a comic book nerd. I love comic books. <laughs> I live with comic books. I've been collecting comic books all my life. Tell a is how many... I've I, I seen pictures, y'all. So there's no bullshit. The Little Comic is the comic book convention. I am a comic book historian the same way I'm a hip hop historian. Comic, historian. A comic book. Historian. A comic book historian. I'm in numerous Facebook what? comic book groups. Numerous. <laughs> numerous. When <laughs> we talk about comic books. Because I am a comic book nerd. Wait a minute. They got a Facebook comic book group? They have a lot. My no dude, Facebook has millions of groups for everything you can think of. Wait. Well, hold on. What do you guys actually talk about this group? I'm just curious to know. What's the t what is you in the conversation? It's comic book, Facebook groups. It's the same thing those you talk about comic books the same way you talk about hip hop. Your favorite no, comics are you about though, like I'm right. telling you, your favorite comics, uh, your favorite your artists, reading a your comic book, favorite so what, what can you really talk about by reading a comic book? It's like books, talking talk about a book. It's like talking about a book. <laughs> if you've read Wait, a book, said, you like when Spider-Man beat life, up. Um, the book. Right. I'm, I'm telling you. So so okay. back to the thing. O-Red was a clear thirty. This is a great no. great battle. Now let me say that Iron Solomon because people because people are getting me confused. I thought Iron Solomon. Should have been champion of the year over Gucci Dadi. I also think crazy. Iron Solomon has better smack volume battles. But, nigga, how could you give Iron Gish- Solomon champion of the year? He got, you said he got thirty by already. This battle was two thousand eighteen, nigga. I don't even know what the But this was a great. But, listen, but here's nothing, the problem. nigga. Here's the problem this battle didn't drop in two thousand eighteen? I'm only talking about the Iron Solomon battles I only saw. Only button I want is a big button, a smile, nigga. BBD, nigga. Yeah, no, what are no, you no, talking shit. about? We did not see, this battle was not released. Let's be, I'm going to just be clear. Battles do not count until they go on YouTube. That's when everybody sees them. That's when everybody sees them. This Iron Solomon battle was a great battle. Iron Solomon, Iron Solomon lyrically was great. Once again, this is one of my favorite battles of 2019 with, with, I will tell you this, I like this battle way more than T-Top Beachy Gotti. Just like I liked nah, not uh, Quantum what Physics. You're just like I liked quantum physics and Danny Myers better than T Top Geechigotti. No, nah. I will be clear. A like Warden Book Collector more than this battle. How about that? Let me be very Award Bill Collector more than this battle. How about that? Let me be very clear. Top notch lyricism always beats Street Feel to me. Always. And this was a battle of pens and it was a style clash. It was o lyricism with mixtape. Three and, with and, and a half Mike hook, battle, my nigga. Three and, and, and a half Mike battle. This was a strong battle by far. But I enjoyed this battle better than T Top Beachy by right. far, by Not me. far. Not me. Mm-hmm. All right, man. That's what it is, man. I ain't Solomon. Old Red. I ain't Solomon. Two one. This nigga over had had o- old Red threes. Man, shocker, right? Appreciation time, man. Yes, my niggas. We're back on appreciation. I say BET Rap City and Yo MTV Raps. You say what about you? One of the most important parts of my hip hop life is BET Rap City. You know, I remember, and just and what I love about it is when I think about the Lost Boys the host at the time was Big Les. And mm-hmm. I went to Southside Jamaica Queens and she interviewed them. And that shit meant everything because yeah. I knew nothing about them. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand, man, there's no YouTube. There's no internet. There's nothing. The only yep. way we can know anything about the lives of rappers and see them and see their hood is yes. on BET. Like, and let's be real, my nigga. Thing. A lot of niggas didn't have cable back then. A lot of niggas didn't have cable back then. So if you didn't have cable, boy, you was out of gas. Yo, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but cable did not come to my block in Bedford, Stops, in Brooklyn until 1994. Wow. till 1994. I used to have to go to Harlem, or I used to have to go to Lower Manhattan where my grandparents lived to watch cable. And the first thing I did when I went over there, was either watching your TV Raps or BET Rap City, especially on Saturdays. The yes. countdown for BET Top 10 might be the most important, <sighs> some of the most important part of hip-hop ever. That Top 10 countdown. And let's be real. Because we were taping them shit, too. Let's be clear. Not only were we taping them, not uh, only uh, taping them, but it meant everything. The video popular song meant everything. Yes. Because it it, it 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 was like, oh, so this is how we dress in now, this is the whips, these are mm-hmm. the chains, these are the hats. Like it brought us into the lives of the rappers and the only way you'd know it is if you watched B E T. Um, well Let's be clear though. We say Rap City but we watch your MTV, your M T V raps first. That popped off first before Rhapsody. Yo, MTV Raps popped off in the late 80s with Fab Five Freddy, who was a hip-hop pioneer. Shout out to Fab Five Freddy. One of, the, That's a one of the all-time great hip-hop pioneers. I like to claim myself a hip-hop historian. If I ever had a conversation with Fab Five Freddy, I would be in awe. I would be in awe of what he could tell me. Because to me, he can tell me everything. Guys like Fab Five Freddy, Russell Simmons. These guys can talk to you yes. about hip hop in a way that will you yep. it, just will blow your mind. The stuff. Ll you know. a lot of niggas, man. So I love, I love Ll Run. You know the fact that Run used to be, um, what's his name's DJ? What's my man basketball, who did the basketball song? The first hip hop superstar dude. Uh, man, why is his name? I'm I'm playing Ooh. myself right now, but Oh I I'm having a brain freeze right now. I'm having a brain freeze. But we'll one was, was 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 uh a, a part of uh hip hop history. But to but to to your MTV Raps, your T V Raps was when I first saw your T V Raps, it was, I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's a fact. Of mine. Let's be real. One everything on M T V wasn't our cup of tea. Let's let's just be clear. My favorite episode episode that's going to always resonate with me was when Fast Five interviewed Slick Rick and they went shopping. And Slick Rick Mm. was buying Bally's and Slick Rick had (sighs) all his jewels on. And And they went shopping together and I thought it was the greatest thing I had ever seen. Because but the only thing I've known about Slick Rick was his songs, you know. Yeah. And and, and I'm not gonna lie, my shit you know? was N.W.A. though, man. When they was riding with N.W.A. and shit, because remember now we live in New York, so to see N.W.A. and Fat Five riding around, him, that in Wu-Tang Clan, I gotta be clear too, man. Fat Five Freddie, for real, man. That nigga did a lot for the culture, man. Um, when he rode on N.W.A. and Wu-Tang Clan, that always those memories right there, those events. Always live with me and shit. Another another thing about uh, Yum! TV Raps, which meant everything to me, was Ed Love and Dr. Dre. When Ed Love and Dr. Dre, and this was like, their show was in the afternoon. So if I was ever home, and this is why you had to always VCR it a videotape, because sometimes you'd be at yeah. you school. You couldn't get yep. home in time to see it. You, gotta you had to set your shit up. Yep. The one thing that was so great about this show was, they had a studio. So they'd have the rappers. So they play video, but then they'd have the rappers come in to perform live. Yes, so man. it does so not better than you know that. Word. Yo, it does not get any better than that. Word. Word. And, be. and, and this was the era where everybody who came there, Wanted to rap. I know, I'm telling you guys, this era where your rap star is big and he's popular and he just lip syncs his songs, you did not go on your MTV Raps without performing your song or freestyling. It was that simple. You know what I'm saying? And I and one of the things, just talking about it, that stood out to me is um when they had Grand Pooba perform what's the, one, what's the 411 and Mary J. Mary Blige, J. Blige. Was, rocking Cross Colors. Nigga, you I remember that shit. shit. Really Mary was rocking the Cross Colors. Nigga, I remember that shit. Yo, my nigga. My nigga, I'll tell you right now. I was going to BMCC, Borough Manhattan Community College at the time, and I was, heavy. Of course, it was, was an had Cross Colored heavy. There was an era in hip-hop. There was the era in hip-hop where, man, if you did not have Cross Colors on, you you couldn't go outside. And what you about was the, suspended like that. With the suspended era? With the suspenders, and we took one suspenders off, that era too. I Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But just to see just for you to know how hip hop Mary J. Blige was, like Mary J. Blige is hip hop. Straight up. And, this, and 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 that's a moment that stands out to me, the moment and you know how I feel about Digable Planets. When they first performed cool like that. I was like, Holy Baby shit, Park. look at this group. This is strange. And they performed cool like that for the first time. And nah, for me. crazy. When Nas, Ray, it was Nas, Ray Kwan, and Marb D. For me to see that, that meant, like, to, to, like, you remember they tell you next episode um, um next show they're going to have such and such or when they doing the show, they're going to be like, um, tonight, we got Nas, Ray Kwan, and Marb D going through. Like, when you heard that from Ed Love and Dr. Dre, that shit, like, meant something to me, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, ill niggas coming on the show. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, the last episode of your on TV raps with. With um Rock Kim and KRS One, when they set the freestyle off, and I gotta say, man, I might have to I might have to give it to KRS One over Rock Kim one son when they was rhyming though. I don't know is it ties is close, but I think no you know what it is. Rock Kim was off the dome, Chris was off the dome, Chris was, at, was actually freestyling. Red Man met that Man Special Ed, that shit was dope, man. Continue on. that shit was on fire, man. <laughs> That that episode is a classic episode. See, we didn't even appreciate it when it was going off. I wasn't even all sad because hip hop was like everywhere. Just when it started to be everywhere, you had the box where you could get your hip hop from. You had um. You just had Yo, shout, from out from to Arsene, you shout out to our senior. to hall too, man. Show sure love to hip hop also, but go ahead. Senior hall played a major role. And hip hop being accepted in the mainstream. Uh, great like memories. That. So when you brought up, so let me tell you, when you brought up uh, N.W.A. on your U.M.T.V. raps, I'm gonna have to salute another show that meant everything to me in the early '90s. It was a show called Pump It Up with uh, Sister mm-hmm. D Barnes, and mm-hmm. when she had N.W.A. out there, I really felt it because she lived out there, so she was really out there. We queue, we're and I was like, yo, Pump It Up Pump It Up came on at one AM in the morning. <laughs> so it meant <made laughs> everything to stick up and wait until yeah. Channel Five came on and watch this show and and, and anything they showed. And, and now let me get back to your on TV raps. You know, Buster Vaughn's been here for a long time, man. Buster Vom has some incredible moments when you're on T V raps. Rapping live with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, you know, Young Buster mm. and his energy is second. Yeah, and it's done.
1: different. It was Busta, different. It was and Buster
0: always had the wild hats, Close. the crazy outfits, and he, mm. yo, I mean, Buster Rhymes is a living legend, man. We don't talk about him like that, but my God, when I think about looking at Roth McDaniel's video music, son, he Sarah, in '89 when sob story and all that came out, KC the PTA? 89, right? No, nah, no, nah, nah, That's in the 90s. That came out. There was a group in the late 80s. That must have been 1990, that, my nigga. That must have been 1990. I could have swore KC the the PTA came out in 89. 91. 91. Mm. Sob story, KC the PTA. um, But it was just dope seeing these young brothers. And let me be clear. These guys were the age of little Yachty is right now. When you guys are like, oh, these guys are so young, 21 Savage, all oh, these guys, 21 Savage, 24. You, that, was, that was considered old. Everybody was talking about They were like 22. They was in their early 20s doing all this historical great hip-hop shit. And um, and BET with their top 10 countdown. Now, let me, yeah. let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this with the BET countdown. um. There would be some songs that like, okay. Do you remember when ain't number the G thing came out and it was like number one forever? Do you think that there was politics and what, how a song could just stay number one for like ever? Yeah, like, it just stayed number one. No, like, looking whole back at now. the time, at the time when i think thinking that, Whether it's when I were old men now, or forty year old niggas and shit, yeah, I, I, I think it's politics. Yeah, but yeah. we didn't know back then. But 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 here's the thing We it's didn't care. We didn't care. Video. But we it's knew a, you know, but let's be real. I, I think you think Rap City did a better better version. Let's be real. There's some videos that Rap City were playing that Yom City Raps would not play, my nigga. That's a fact. There's plenty. plenty. BET B T B E T B E T was a was for black people. Yes. They had a much better dedication to hip hop than uh than M T V by far. M T V dedicated shows to hip-hop and then you rarely ever saw hip-hop again unless it was like something like naughty by nature or cnc music factory like it had to be a hip-hop song that was like the number one song in america for it to get played right. outside of your tv raps but on bt man they played all Rap city was great because they just played everything hip-hop yeah like yo you know rap city i remember when they went to ohio and, and was like put me on the ball things in harmony like, I didn't know nothing about what was going on over there. And they went out there, and they were, I was like, holy shit, this is what's going on out there. You know what I mean? So, V.E.D. of yeah. uh, Rap City. So, let me give you another athlete of Rap City that you loved a lot. When Big Kicker had the basement, he used to have a yeah, freestyle. You freestyle. I know you have your memories, because you actually tweet them out on your Twitter timeline,
1: some All of your favorite
0: time. memories. So but let me ask, me ask you this. Who you think who, who you trust more hip hop? Um Big Tigger or my man um Joe Claire? Big Tigger. Okay, I agree too. I agree too. I agree. Right. Are you saying that because Tigger actually rapped and shit? I'm saying that yes. Because Tigger, not only that he rap. Tigger actually took the rappers of the moment in the era, they come in there with either their pre-bittons or their freestyles, and then there were times that he would freestyle and I rhyme them. Like, I was, that's I lost a fact. <laughs> yeah. And, and that that's was a fact. And that was weird to see. Let's be clear, Tigger was nice. Tigger was yeah. off the top. Tigger is a yeah, all, true, the true, all the time. All time. a true, hip-hop head. There's no all right. doubt about it. Because, so, yeah. Tigger go in love with him. Ed Lover and Tigger love it the same. Ed Lover actually impacted me more than Tigger because Ed Lover did radio and he did MTV. And, yeah. you i mean, Ed Lover used to have passionate hip-hop debates on his show. So, you know when we say hip-hop media is dead, right, and you get DJ Envy yeah. and rappers come up to talk to DJ TV. <clears throat> when rappers came up to talk to Ed Lover, man, he, he wasn't shy that he was a fan of theirs. He loved their music. I think, rapper, I think rappers yeah. respected Ed Lover more than Tigger though for, for whatever the reason I will agree to that, but I think it was because of, of Ed Lover had more OG status over him and he was more he was he was just before Tigger. Because you think remember when Ghostface When Ghostface went to Rap City bad, that shit was that shit was always weird to me. I like I thought is it stage or it's not stage, it's ghostface. He looked like he wanted to slap slapped Earthwind and Fire out of Tigger on the episode though, man. But Tigger will always have it because of the freestyles, man. The Cam the Dipset um Freestyle was legendary with Cam Collin Money. Eminem went up there, Mad Time ripped that shit, G Unit, Luda. I remember Teflon, a little fame was up on there, like even though some niggas were spitting written bars. That they would spit on, on on the album Jim, I think one, the rap city spit that one There's nothing whatever. wrong with spitting written bars. My I, hate that, that I, hate, that. So I that hate that shit. I hate that. I fucking hate that shit. I don't like that shit. Rap- give me your favorite Jay moment on Rap City. Yeah, because Jay killed killed his verse on Rap City. What? Nobody's what? lying. Somebody better put. What he said somebody better put somebody's body on somebody's eye. Sometimes soon somebody lying. I I fucking that shit. Yet, stuck in. I'd for nothing because it, ah, nigga, oh, kill that shit. The fuck you talking about, boy? He spit a written so that I, first, but, and then he went into the second shit. He ripped that shit, nigga. So what i love, talking his whole shit was about written. and Not the second one, no. no. We never I heard have it, though. No Here's the thing. Nigga, we no never heard the second written, one before, so but, shut the fuck up. We never heard the second but one before, it was written, never. No, just because you never heard it doesn't mean it wasn't written. It was written, but we never heard it, Nas. It was yeah, written now, you know, we never I heard it before. So. I agree. Right, I agree. I agree. But the point I'm making is that era of hip hop, just think about today's stars. Does anybody ask when they bring Travis Scott up to a radio station and say, yo, come into the booth and let's rhyme? Yo, Migos, we in the booth, let's rhyme? Nobody does that no more. They treat today's rap superstars like, 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 like you're walking on eggshells. In this era we're talking about, you wanted to rap. Your goal in life was to get on national television and rap. This era, the goal is to not rap, look rich, and fuck everything else. Yeah. Or, I remember also on Rap City when Big Lads had pun. It was pun prodigy and had when pun and Mardi they was in front of uh, Fat Joe's Coven store at F or whatever he had that no one cared about except niggas from the Bronx. But whatever. When Foxy was on Rap City, I was told. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I loved Big Les. I love Big Les. You know, you think of Big Les and then you think of somebody like Angela Yee. Who, who was more, who did you feel had more of a connection to hip hop? Or was Big Les acting like, how big is your dick? I heard you, I heard you fuck a lot of girls. You wasn't getting that. Nah, sleep. Go sleep with Angela Yee, man. She ran with the wool, man. I'm not going to front on Angela Yee, though, know, son. Now, for nothing, I trust Angela Yee's judgment of hip-hop more than envying fucking Charlemagne. Well, maybe not more than envy, just envy be acting like he caught Amnesia, and he forgets that he was in videos with Joe Budden, like, wait a minute and all that, but whatever. But I'm not going to front on Angela Yee. She ain't Scotty Angie Lee on The Breakfast Club Angie Lee on The Breakfast Club brings nothing to hip-hop discussions. Big Lez on Rap City made us learn about these dudes we knew about. Era, so, a so, era. So, 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 so hip-hop is different. So rapping doesn't matter anymore. We're In the era where... It um, like rapping you tell me, does it, to me it does, and to you it does. But to the 85s it does. I don't else? know, because so you you're saying we're in a different era. So in this different era, you, people no longer rap? Well, then again... You do like the song, J. Cole's new song, so this is the era you (laughs) love. What the fuck does that mean? What the (laughs) fuck does that mean, nigga? I'm lost. What does that mean? This is the era. You love this era. This era of J. Cole. You love the J. Cole era of hip-hop. I don't know what that means, the J. Cole era of hip-hop. I don't know what that means. Is that supposed to be some sarcastic remark that Cole is whack? I like the Kendrick era, too. It's so, Arch, you know, Weren't you the same story? guy running around there calling yourself 10 summers ago? Praise Drake? The okay, yeah. But BET, BET, uh, Rap, Rap City, and BET. So, the, what, what basically happened was YouTube killed all of that because you no longer need it. I mean, when YouTube came out, do you know I used to go through periods where I would just put all those rap videos I used to see on Rap City one time, and I never saw them again. Like, I never saw the video Light as a Rock, and I always wanted to see that video, and I found it. Or there'd be a video, a Kid and Play had a video called Getting Funky. Man, that video yeah. was so dope. I saw it, like, one time. And to be able to rewatch these videos that you only saw, like, once or twice yeah. in your life, and that's what yeah. YouTube did. So it really made, you really never needed a hip-hop video show anymore. You know what I'm saying? But Rap, yeah, rap but City I'm just, just being able to tape Bring the Pain, because I remember seeing Bring the Pain the first time on your TV Raps. It was a Friday night. I'll never forget that shit. When met that man came out. Oh, days, man. I miss those days. For real, man. What show, man? What show, man? What, show, man? Man. what about the cow? Which one? Between between your TV Raps and BET? Yeah. They both meant the same to me. They both meant the same to me. Because I watched both of them any chance I got. Any chance I got. I had to watch both of them. What about um Ralph McDaniels? Should we give props to Ralph McDaniels also? If you play that part in our culture also, nigga. Ralph McDaniel played a major, major role. Ralph McDaniel had me fixing my antenna to get channel thirty one and I never got it clear. And wow. out, it meant everything for me to just try to get the right picture, just for it to come out blurry, staticky, and, oh, man, watching the Ralph McDaniel video was, was it was like getting high. It was like getting high. And because I got to salute New York Hot Tracks also. Got to salute New York Hot Tracks. Have to. That's my error though. Hot Tracks played Michael Jackson videos. Hot Tracks are solid gold. Were the only two places I saw Michael Jackson videos before MTV. New York hot tracks, Friday nights meant everything. And Solid Gold used to play Michael Jackson. Solid video. Gold, Dion Warwick. Okay. Yeah. Solid yeah. Gold. Yeah. You remember Solid Gold, right? Of course, Dion Warwick. Man. Yeah. 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 But that's taking it too far back. A lot of our listeners were not born to even know <laughs> what we're talking about. But what about that so show, Dance I Fever? Remember Dance Fever? Fever? Lo- love that show, too. Remember, I'm born I don't in a so man.
1: I, I love loved it.
0: But... Well, hip-hop was birthed from disco. I'm those not saying beat, it wasn't, it wasn't we F5. Rapped F5. over. We F5. was those dope the beats. We rapped over. So this, there's no way I can ever diss disco music. What about Eminem on Rap City? Do you remember watching Eminem on Rap City for the first time? Yes, that's F5. Sure. F5. I, remember I remember Eminem on Rap City... Before I heard Eminem, oh, So, one of the. Okay, so it was either Rhapsody. Was it Rhapsody when they had the Jizza? When they had the Rizza and Wyclef and they were all talking about Eminem, what they think about Eminem? It was one of those shows. It was either Rhapsody, UMT. It, no, it, matter of fact, it was Rhapsody because UMT that was more. So, on Rhapsody, they had like this roundtable, and they all asked them what they think about Eminem. And this is a real important thing because all the top. Hip hop groups or MCs at the time gave Eminem the biggest cosign of all time. They were like, yo, he's dope. He's lyrical. He's ill. And that meant to somebody like Eminem, to see the top rappers give him props on Rap City, man, gotta be dope. You know what I'm saying? So, So, Rap City, man, I mean, it was, I never stopped watching Rap City. I never stopped watching Rhapsody. Um, Rhapsody when I'll Rhapsody. say when, what's the right skinned nigga, Lynx, when he came on the scene. Uh, uh, what choice did we have? Because uh, we wanted to see the videos. Like, I didn't stop watching it because I wanted to, because at the end of the day, I wanted to see the videos. So, I never stopped. Well, I don't even know how to know, know you know watch my videos. Ad yeah, Pop. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, popping. Yeah, like, you know what's crazy? when Joe Clay used to rap for the rappers and they had to fake like they liked his rap. That, that was, was crazy. That was cringy. Yep. Yo, no, that yo, was cringy. That rap- was not and funny. Was that trying- was cringy. Yo, yo, and he would try to get deep. Like, he was, I think he was one of the wounded dudes. And he was trying to get, like, real deep with them on some Killer priest shit. And they was trying to nah. act like, yeah. But the thing about it is it's like, yo, dude, we're here for us. Why are you rapping? Like, you could see. And he couldn't wait to get his balls off. Yeah. You know <laughs> You remember that shit? Joe Clay used to spit, brother? He wasn't that nice, though, my mate. Come on, man. Come on, on. I love him. I love him. Nice. What about T-Money? Are we, getting, are we saluting T-Money? We're not saluting T-Money? Love my man T-Money, man. T-Money, Antime man. I love Dr. Dre. That was my guy, man. I thought he was kind of Todd 1. MC Lights, old dude. Todd 1 was a joke. A period. <laughs> it was a joke. He was a joke. They tried to push him and give him his own show. And he... The flopped. Fade of Black joint. The Fade of Black joint, oh right? Oh, my God. <laughs> he flopped big time. Big time. It, tried was, it wasn't that bad, though. The Fade of Black wasn't that bad, though. man. Yo, he was... It So really, they came though, from man. Will Smith. They gave Todd one Will Smith, right? If he did an interview. And you could see him reading the notes. Because <laughs> he... Every time... So Will Smith said... Yeah, you, you're pretty good at this, aren't you? Like he was so unprepared and just didn't know what he was doing. That you know, but yeah, my man T Money, that was my guy, man. I love that. You know, they was funny. You, know, I love T Money and Dr. J. That was a funny, like they loved hip hop and, and and I just liked, I like that shit. I just wear those shit sometimes. Dressing up like wear sometimes. It was like, uh, you well, know. you know, when you were a nerd guy like me, you didn't care about that. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, <laughs> would be taking street stuff and all that kind of stuff. Nah, I'm son, I'm sorry. sorry. When I'm when I'm watching, when I'm rocking um, the African, uh, not the African, the black college um, sweaters and all that, like Guru and all that, I used to love them shits. When you used to rock the um, Virginia, um, the black colleges, man, the sweaters and shit, Morehouse College sweaters with the Reebok black tops. You don't know about that, man. I like you don't know about that shit. Man. What the fuck is you talking about, man? That's what it is, man. B-E-T-B-E. Rhapsody appreciation, man. We'll do number one. We got time. Man. We got a couple more minutes. will one. Go ahead, brother. Let's take it to. Let's. I'm going there. Let's take it here, man. A gentleman that we watched play football, and now he is a analyst on First Take with Skip Bayless. My guy, I say Shannon Sharp. LeShannon Sharp. You say what, my guy? LeBron James, number one fan <laughs> on earth. LeShannon Sharp. let Sharp. Sharp. Let me tell you guys. Uh, now I remember when Shannon Sharp used to be on CBS because he took Deion Sanders' place when Deion Sanders decided to go back to play to go back to play for the Baltimore Ravens. So they needed mm-hmm. someone to fill in the slot with uh, with with Donald Trump, MAGA supporter, Boomer Esiason, and Dan Marino. So they brought in Shannon Sharp. And I liked Dion so much and what Deion brought to that show that I was kinda hating on Sharp being I was like, oh, what is Sharp doing, man? Like why he here? I I like Dion. So I really stopped fucking with that show when it was covering football. But he was but he was he was doing the textbook professional style. I didn't know Shannon Sharp was like this or had this kind of personality How? until Skip unleashed him. The Shannon Sharp that you see now is not the Shannon Sharp who was with Boomer Sarson in Dan Marino, do you agree? Oh yeah, yeah. I, okay, I know. I, I totally agree with that. It was more much, oh, okay. much that's, that's, that's more thing Like I do not know that Shannon was really the big homie who could talk that talk for real, real give you real barbershop talk, real. Like you never saw, like analysts or people who give opinions, always tried to never show their true feelings or how they felt about an athlete. They always try to be professional, even though they were they, they had favoritism. Shannon took that shit and mm. threw that shit right out the window. He took it and threw it straight out the window where a guy like Max Kellerman will say, LeBron is my the best player in the NBA, and you know, and, 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 and make it sound acceptable. Mm. We'll just talk about LeBron like any of us to talk about our favorite athlete. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he brought I think Shannon Sharp brings being proud to be black. He calls out the Uncle Toms and the Coons. He calls out the white racist Trump-supporting owners in all sports. He takes more of a definitive stance on race in sports than Stephen A. Smith ever would. Let's let's go there. Let's go here. you You think so, though? Do I think he takes a a a a, beg, a bigger stance for African-Americans than Jason Whitlock? No, yes, not only no, Whitlock. Only Stephen A. Do I think he takes a, a more definitive stance on race than Stephen okay. A. Smith? Absolutely. It got to the point where even Stephen A. Smith would go on for a second and say, first of all, I want to salute my man Shannon Sharp because – he did this great take down. And this is when they were talking about Des Bryant, when Des Bryant said some real crazy yeah, yeah. stuff. And Shannon Sharp called him out. He's like, Yo, you saying this stuff because you want white people to to like you. You can I make mean, white America accept you more. Like, he literally. Like Stephen A. Smith is somebody who'll say, When Mark Cuban said, You know, when I see black people in hoodies, I want to cross the street. And then Stephen A. Smith probably went up there and said, I support Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is right. And I don't give a damn what the black community think, cooned so hard that Skip was so embarrassed that he had to invite Michael Eric Dyson on the show just to school Stephen Smith because you know he know how to school Stephen Smith on blackness. But I think one thing Skip did not want Skip don't want his opposing uh, analyst to talk to speak with a white point of view, like he wants you to be. <clears throat> and talk your shit while you Right. So, him allowing O'Shea Shaw to uh, be his best self, to me, is great. And I will tell you this. No. Undisputed, prefer Undisputed over First Take any day.
1: I you totally, agree, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with
0: that. it's because no. of Shannon Shaw. Now let's go ahead. Obviously, you and I know Shannon from his... NFL year, NFL years when he played with the Broncos with John Elway. Uh, I believe where he had two um, rings with Elway, then he got one with Baltimore the year the um, Ravens won. Um, Shannon, obviously, is a Hall of Famer. Um, you think of Tony Gonzalez, you think of this guy. Um, a lot of great tight ends and, and, and all that in and, and his career and all that. Even though his brother was better than him, though. Sterling Sharp was better than him. A lot of our young... Listeners who probably fuck with us Probably don't know too much about his brother But before Shannon You know before Shannon Sharp It was we Sterling Sharp Sterling Sharp Sterling Sharp Sterling Sharp Was the original Odell Beckham Antonio Brown When I say this because I mean I agree with that He was the original Wide receiver Who go deep. would throw tantrum And bark on Everybody, if you did not get him the ball, he was tough. He was before T O. Was he was you, the guy. Everybody does doesn't do that, my nigga. It. Everybody receiver does that. Mm-hmm. He just, that position. No, is no, like not not like made, not like he he like, not. Like, not like, but was doing this. I never saw him. About. I didn't see Art Monk and debbie Rice doing this. I didn't see John Taylor doing this. I didn't see, I didn't see Tony Hill. I didn't see Drew Stanton. Was T O. Chad Johnson? T O. Chad Johnson? I didn't see Steven Baker the touchdown maker. I didn't see Altoon. I didn't see Wesley Walker. I like every fucking wide receiver in the eighties. I never saw it different lit. though, my G. Like like Stanley Sharp. Like like Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp used to have a quarterback named the magic man, Don Mikowski. Don Mikowski, yes. He Brett Favre. Brett Favre. And he used to bark on the magic man if he didn't get the ball. And when Brett Favre came on as a rookie, and Brett Favre did not throw him the ball, he used to go ape shit. So, and still was second to right. That's how good he was. Right. He was second right. to Jebby Wright. He was better than his That's life. a fact. So, a all, fact. so uh, all I'm doing is just saying, when you see Antonio Brown and all these guys, and y'all acting like, oh, the Diva, Wild Receiver, man, listen, Sterling Sharp set that shit off. Let's be clear. Right, in right, my right, opinion, right. I know y'all don't hear me do um, football talk, but you don't want to because I'm a football guy. One what thing I respect about play, so, um, one thing I respect about Shannon also is his love and admiration that he has for his grandmother. Like, he's always quoting his grandparents and shit, man. Like, and I always, for some reason, I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? Every time Shannon Sharp talks about anything, he goes, Skip. My mm-hmm. grandmama used to say, Skip. My granddad used to say, "She Skip. And Skip would say, Their man, stories are your hilarious. granddad has to say for everything, right? Yo Shannon, yeah. yo, Shannon got a quotable for his grandparents for everything. Yeah, um, and then she be on point, though. When, <laughs> when you know when Shannon gets serious when he starts talking about race? I love it, man, because he says shit that I, that I never see a black analyst say. And, and and I'm giving Skip props on this because Skip You have to give Skip props, yes, him. Him to let him get his bars he off, told yeah. Him, I do not want you to sugarcoat it. I want you to talk how you want to talk. So any time when the talent company shit was going on and Ray Lewis was out there sounding crazy, him and Shannon got into beef where they were not Yeah, cool. that was that was real. That was real. No, you could tell I, that was real. Shannon, yeah, because Shannon was not gonna let you know, Ray Lewis get up there and just talk the company line nonsense. My right. led the charge on analysts speaking Breaking was doing it the way Shannon was doing it. And then Shannon, was, and mind you, because the show comes on every day, Shannon was talking like this every day. So then when the weekend <clears throat> football shows come out, then guys like Randy Moss should take on it. And because Shannon had already set it up that you could be black and really talk how you feel, everybody else would be judged like, you hear what he said? You hear what he said? No so, right. ex-athlete wanted to be that black athlete sounding crazy. Stephen A. Smith was sounding crazy with Kevin. And I want to keep Robinson. it real. I think Shannon. I think Shannon respects Skip more than Stephen A. respected Skip. I agree. Just on respect factor. What 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 What? Shannon respects Skip because Skip gave him this. Like yeah. Like Skip, Yeah. This wasn't like let's yeah. interview different people to see who works well with me. He wanted Sharp. Sharp was the one he wanted, and, and, and he let Sharp be, and his whole thing was Sharp, you got to be who you want. There is no restraint on what we do. Do we get to skip enough props, though, as, as a white broadcaster, because it's pigmentation that people follow him, think he's just an old white man that hates on the I don't think any of us fun on him. I don't think any of us fun on him. Now, when I say this, First Take is still the more seen show because it's on more stations, Stephen A. Smith is just, he might be the most popular everyday analyst
1: and in America.
0: ASTM? Yes, that's a fact. I mean, they, I mean, this is a this quick sidebar. That nigga does boxing, he does, like, so lot, like, popular. Stephen A. Smith is so popular that you know he doesn't know shit about boxing. But or the baseball. The boxing community, <laughs> and he knows even less about baseball. Whoa, yo, that's crazy! Yeah. Max kills him in baseball talk. Skip more to him in baseball talk. Yo, it's, it, they used to like kill him, but he knows his limitations. He knows what he doesn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, back to Shannon. Um, I love watching undisputed over first take, man. Like all day, my nigga. a mush Live, and then I catch the highlights. And it has to be, like, I have to like the topic. So I just want to say, okay, let me see what Max Cullen's take is, let's see what his take is. But, and let me tell you something. There's nothing more fun than listening to Shannon Sharp talk about LeBron James with anybody. It don't matter. if It's, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It don't matter. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Because <laughs> the way he looks yeah. LeBron is like, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's not ashamed. He's not a change with LeBron yeah. pajamas, his goat mask, Nothing. You know, so uh, and pause. I, I, that nigga's still in shape, man. Pause. That nigga's still in fucking shape. I think like fifty years old, that nigga's still in goddamn shape, man. That's just crazy. What do you, know you know think I'm about saying? his black and mouth and his yak? He's not doing any of them shits, my lady. Come on. He ain't smoking them shits, probably light drink here and there. But I don't think he's taking you know what I'm saying? I don't think he's slipping on black mouth of that as an old man. No, I don't think he's doing that though. But I really appreciate the contributions that he does, that he brings to that show and all that, though, man. Like, I ain't gonna no front. And he's one of the few dudes that came from the football background that talks basketball that I could respect a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Come on. It's not a little bit. It's not a little bit. I actually want to hear Shannon Shaw basketball. I'm More than football? Hearing Shannon Sharp. Well, I'm not into football like that. Basketball is my first love. I'm in the football, man. That's what my first love I actually rather hear Shannon Sharp talk about basketball because he sounds, to me, he knows basketball. I'll give you a perfect example. The show before him has Chris Carter. Chris Carter's a fucking know it all. Chris Carter's a fucking know it all. He thinks he knows I like, I like CC, man. <laughs> i CC alone, man. Chris, you cool, start, man. Chris Carter, you sound like a fucking fool when you talk basketball.
1: No, he doesn't, oh, man. My so brother you know played
0: with LeBron. Oh, my brother played basketball? Yes, oh, my my nigga's guy. brother played basketball.
1: Oh, play uh, in high school, my nigga.
0: Shit about basketball. That's not true, son. That's not true. Don't do CC like that. You know basketball, man. You trust CC. And Randy Moss is better than you, nigga. I, and I trust Chris Carter's um, commentary on basketball way more than I hear Randy Moss talk basketball. That's a fact. And maybe Moss is a better basketball player than Chris Carter. That's a fact. That's a fact. I know. Uh, yeah, but fact. but my, but but Shannon, yo, my dude, uh, Shannon, let's be real, man. The fact, the fact that we go okay, here's what I ask you. Why do we want to see Shannon and Skip go back and forth before? There you why go. do you feel me and you would rather see Shannon and Skip before Max and Stephen A? I just feel there's a better chemistry between um, Skip and Shannon. And maybe it's that barbershop feel where ESPN seems more corporate. Even though both companies talk about the same fucking thing. Cowboys, LeBron is the same fucking shit. You know what I mean? But I think for me, that's why I watch it, though. Because of Shannon. And I like Skip too, too, man. I fuck with Skip heavy, man. I like Skip more than Max Kellerman. No, but I I, I like Max Kellerman. I like Max uh, Kellerman. Uh, I like Max. You don't like Max Kellerman. I like Max. I like Max Kellerman because he's a hip hop dude. Like he's more hip hop than Stephen A. E. Smith by far. Anybody want to dispute that? He's more hip hop than anybody on television. He's more hip hop than anybody yes, on television. Yes, I knew that. Who does that sport. Uh, so, um, Shannon does a good. Shannon does a good too though. He'll throw in some Freddie Wap shit or oh, he throws some Drake. Like he'll throw some more pop culture shit. More than Max uh, oh, than Max coming. I love it when Shannon does that. Yeah. Yo, Shannon, Max will do more 90s. Max will do more 80s and 90s and shit. he rock you know, and 90s and shit. Shannon, to me, just seems like he's just an everyday person, man. Like, I'll give you an example. On Speak for Yourself, Jim Jackson comes on. Man, you get you know, You learn nothing about anything when you listen to Jim Jackson talk. When Jim Jackson talks Yo, about yeah, up with Jimmy Jackson. He does a good job. When Jim Jackson talks about, I'm trying to highlight the difference between a guy like a Jim Jackson and a Shannon Sharp, They're ex-professional athletes being talk giving their opinions about sports. When you listen to Jim Jackson and watch him talk, you feel like he's on a job interview. Yeah. He, he, he does it like he's on a job interview for the for the for the show. Yeah. It's like. Oh if if you know what man, my boy LeBron what's good. You know what I'm saying? Like he's being regular and normal. With with it just seems like Jim Jackson is so guarded and trying to be so perfect with his words and how he puts it together and how he explains a basketball player and, and it makes me sick. I wanna watch that shit. I think you bugging my nigga. Jim Jackson ain't that bad, bro. Yo, my man, who would you rather listen to talk basketball? An ex NBA player Jim Jackson or Shannon Shaw? Well, if you're talking about product knowledge, I'm going to go with Jim Jackson. If you talking about shits and giggles, I'm going with Shannon. So, Fact. you think when Shannon Sharp talks basketball, it shits and giggles? Not all the but time, you but... Rather, but you'd rather hear Jim Jackson talk about basketball with Jason Whitlock and, and Marcus Wiley. When you hear yeah, him, I, him I, talk I, I about the ladies... Having Marcellus Wiley over there on, um, on Speak for Yourself was a good acquisition by Jason Whitlock. That was it's a great insane, acquisition. Insane. It saved the show. It saved the show. It did because I'm gonna tell you something. It I'm gonna tell you about something about Speak for Yourself. I don't like Dante Jones too much, or whatever. Jason Jason Whitlock leaves the show and he goes to Fox News and he plays up every negative racial stereotype against black athletes and justifies it on Fox News. Case in point, a f- extreme racist uh, talk show guy on Fox. Business Named Stuart Whoa. Barney Said Are black people Jealous of the New England Patriots Because their major stars Are white And come from two parent homes And Jason Whitlock agreed with him And co-signed it Jason Whitlock leaves that show And he does some of the worst Cooning shit you'll ever see Marcus Wiley saved that show He saved it The man is anti- Everything about basketball, everything about a player empowering himself in basketball, <clears throat> he's against. I can't stand Jason Whitlock. So you got Jason Whitlock up there, and then you got Shannon Shaw. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jason Whitlock, see, he, listen, I know he said a lot of off-the-wall shit. Some shit he says I fuck with, some shit he says I don't fuck with. I'm not going to sit there and say I hate everything Jason Whitlock does, because I can't say that. I can't say that. I don't agree with everything he says, especially when it comes to race and all that, but certain things he says, I do agree with I do fuck with him. He calls him. LeBron a fraud. fraud. He calls Kaepernick a fraud. He calls any black athlete who acknowledges racism a fraud. He, I mean, the man, I don't fuck with him at all. Shannon Sharp makes me feel like somebody, like when you see Snoop come on the show, when you see uh, Nelly come on the show, and you see the banter, right. the back and forth, with them with Shannon. People comfortable around Shannon. And yeah. you can tell them who comes there with the yak. You know, That's people fuck with Shannon, man. That's what it is, man. Our Shannon sharp appreciation. Watson, well, take us home, man. P-S-A hip-hop. The home of Becky Lynch. P-S-A S.A. Hip Hop, the home of Becky Lynch. I'm Ooh. the man, Becky Lynch. Becky, who the fuck is that? WWE female champion. My nigga, are you watching? <laughs> My nigga, I don't watch WWE no more. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Are you serious? I came from the fabulous Moolah, Wendy Richter era, nigga. Baby doll Yo listen She trends every Monday and Tuesday Her catchphrase is I'm the man But she's a woman And she fucks everybody up Nice Nice. Everything you need to know PSA Hip Hop Home of Becky Lynch That's what it is man PSA Hip Hop it's your boy Free and Watson In the back I see my nigga Y'all already know what it is man